Welcome to Nora Speaks Immigration Matters, a limited podcast delving into the economic, employment, business, and cultural immigration realities of the Lehigh Valley in Greater Pennsylvania. I am your host, Ray LaHood, member and chair of the immigration group at Norris McLaughlin. On this episode, I am joined by my good friend Juan Martinez of Martinez Hospitality and a multitude of other businesses across the Lehigh Valley to talk about immigration, the Lehigh Valley economy, and what he sees in the future of immigration for our region. Juan has been a good friend for some time and over the years has truly, truly become a leader in our Lehigh Valley business community in so many different respects and so good to have him here today. His business acumen started in the Dominican Republic. Juan is a proud immigrant to the United States. As I had said, came here and put together and lived and developed his American dream in the Lehigh Valley. Juan, really good to have you here. It's been some time since I've seen you. It's really good to see you or talk to you today. And hopefully after this whole COVID situation is over, we'll be able to meet up at some point. But uh, how are you doing? How's everything going with all? Ray, you know, thank you for having me here. Everything is going well, thank God. It's been a, a crazy ride in the past two years, you know, with the COVID. But we continue to be optimistic. We are in the Lehigh Valley. It's a region in which there's a lot of uh, economic opportunity and economic growth. And uh, coming from where I come from, I definitely see the opportunity. You know, right after college, I was living in Washington, D.C., Chicago. So you were born in the Dominican Republic, right? Yeah, yeah. So give give us some of that background here, because that's really important, because, you know, that's the fabric of who you are. You know, you're an American here. And, you know, tell us about that. And that's where your business sense started from. So, yeah, you know, I was born and raised in Santo Domingo, the capital of Dominican yeah. Republic. And uh, since a very young age, come from an entrepreneurial family. My grandparents, they had uh, supermarkets in Dominican Republic. And my grandmother also had a little lending business. So growing up, I was, she was exposed a banker. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A private banker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, you know, my father was a mechanic. He has his own mechanic shop. So I knew when I got older, I was going to be a business owner. So at uh, the age of 16, I had an opportunity to come to America and really uh, embrace the American culture and all the opportunities that this wonderful country has to offer. So it's, it's been a great ride, man. How much of a drive does, you know, seeing what living in the Dominican Republic is like compared to what living in the United States is? Like, how much did that give you a drive? Absolutely. Sometimes I hear people here in America complaining, like, it's really tough. We're poor. But uh, it's all relative because when you go back to where I come from, you know, people here, the poorest people in America don't even know that level of poverty. And I'm just so grateful to be in America. America and to be given the opportunity that this great country has to offer. Because in my country, it's really tough. There's a lot of government, unfortunately, corruption. It Sometimes it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are and how driven. If you don't have a government connection, that's my experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you can advance in life. That's not the way it should be. Absolutely. Because if you're doing everything the right way, I mean, because you, know, you came to the United States, you said you were 16. I mean, you have how many restaurants right now in the Lehigh Valley. We own eight restaurant properties right now in the Lehigh Valley. I run and operate actively five of them. So yeah, 
Hesa. And then you have a storage facility. I just saw, you know, you opened up, you delve into these different business opportunities. You're also, it's not just restaurants to you. You're all over the place. And you've also honestly become a speaker, you know, a, a motivational speaker in so many different respects to people in the Lehigh Valley with that focus on employee retention. So how do you retain employees? You know, when I was in college, I did an internship in Disney World and it was all about the way they do business and their focus on diversity and focusing on people. Then uh, after college, I was involved with Bank of America manager trainee program. And I noticed how much they invest in their people. So I kind of took the mindset from an employer standpoint and brought it into my business. Okay. So since the very beginning, I'm a big believer investing in my people. We do weekly managers meeting, all my leadership team. I'm consistently picking their brains and getting involved and engaged in the decisions about our business. So that kind of gives them some ownership on what we do. You know, from a restaurant perspective standpoint, you know, my retention rate or my key people, you know, we're at 80% in an industry that maybe 10%. So I think we do a lot of things for our employees. You know, we send them to seminars, do a lot of uh, Christmas events, summer events, weekly recognition, a lot of training. I'm big in training. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when they come from other companies and other restaurant companies, that's unheard of uh, unless you're a really big company. Mm -hmm. So us doing what we're doing at a small business, you know, that we are, people see the value on it. And they seen the growth that we have experienced in the past five, 10 years. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. They see the value. I'm all about adding value to my people. It's about long-term, keeping them there for a long time, you know, training them, developing, you know, and as I look at that, so we do have a workforce shortage in the United States and, you know, I deal with a lot of employment-based immigration. And as you look at that, how do you feel about the employment-based immigration system in the United States on the ability? to bring people here that are qualified and work in positions that you're offering? My belief is uh, America is a country of immigrants. If you look almost at anybody, you know, they could tell you, well, my grandparents came from uh, Germany or Lebanon, Lebanon, <laughs> Republic, you know, we're a nation built on immigration. That's the foundation of this beautiful, great country, America. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I think uh, right now the system is broken when it comes to allowing immigrants to come in the right way. And I'm part of the restaurant association. And uh, right now oh, I man. know we have uh, working on a legislation to make it easier for immigrants to come to America and be able able to work in the hospitality and, and mm-hmm. construction industry. They come temporary just to work, pay their taxes and go back and come back. I mean, they're willing to do some of this work from the hospitality to farming to construction particularly. So they're willing to come in, even if it's temporary and go Absolutely. back to their home country and they could pay taxes there. So they could add a lot to our community in terms of filling that workforce shortage. Absolutely. I look at uh, the new generation, you know, like for example, my youngest son, he's 12. He loves his IT and computers and he works and help us in the restaurant business but his heart is mm-hmm. on the computer and the it and coding so the new generation it's a good thing that's up. a great thing that's a great it, thing it is yeah absolutely but, you know, you also have those industry like, you know, general laborers and construction and the restaurant. We still need to feed people. We need to build things. And we don't have the manpower nationally to keep up with the demand that is there. And continue the demand to... of the U.S. citizens who are willing uh, to spend money, who are investing in the economy and the like. Absolutely. I mean, you have those IT kids making six, seven figures. They're buying stuff. They're building stuff. They're yes. growing their companies. So when you look at the whole macroeconomic view, they need 
places to eat. They need more buildings to be built, but we don't have landscapers, all, all kinds of work like that, all types of immigration. Merit based is, is professional, it's skilled, unskilled labor. It's a mix of totality, which makes an entire economy. Absolutely. Hopefully, you know, we were able Lobby. as a nation to <laughs> figure out a way to keep up with the demand. And I know being an immigrant, I remember when I was 16 years of age, there was nothing I wanted more than to be in America. You know, it was awesome. like a dream. And, and you know, when you're an immigrant, the spirit of just being here, there's nothing like it. You just want to take over the world. You just That's awesome. grateful That's awesome. to yeah. being in America and being able to work hard and provide for your family. You know, most of us come here hungry to, to do better and get better. I think uh, there's millions and millions of people, good people that are just waiting for that opportunity, just like I was when I was a youngster. That we could bring in the right way if our members of Congress and people had comprehensive immigration reform. The system has been broken 20 years now and members of Congress just haven't done anything. We've had presidents who just use band-aids to correct or resolve problems temporarily. It comes down to real comprehensive immigration reform that includes a good merit-based immigration system that has employees coming here for all kinds of work, restaurants, hospitality, working on farms, you know, attorneys, IT, all types of employees for our growing economy. And I'm sure, you know, you being an immigration attorney, you know that not only the United States, but the, the people immigrating, it's a win-win for everybody. It is. You know, uh, a lot of uh, also immigrants come in with uh, strong work ethics, you know. Orderly immigration, though, orderly immigration. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening at the border, you know, which may cross the line depending on how people stand politically and the like. But when it comes down to it, we really need an orderly immigration system that solves the problem that we're just talking about right now. Absolutely. Orderly immigration. You know, I remember going through the process of me getting my papers uh, straight. It took a long time. My parents, you know, they were green card holders and they petitioned me when I was a kid. Uh, but green the cards. Whole process- <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole process for like eight years, you know. They don't uh, call them green cards anymore. They uh, <laughs> ah, they don't. They don't have that. <laughs> that was from back in. Well, they call them lawful permanent resident cards, but I, everybody still refers to them as green cards, and they, they haven't been green <laughs> since 1978. It's funny because my mom had one of the ones that didn't expire when she first moved here from Lebanon in 1977, right. and it was green back then. But we still refer to them. That's the immigration <laughs> term, the green cards. Juan, like it has been incredible to have you here. I mean, as I had said to you, you have built a true reputation as a business leader in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. You've been recognized across the country for what you do. And you're just starting, which is incredible. Your kids are just starting. You're just starting to build here and you're not leaving, which is awesome. And, you know, I love working with you and really want to thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. This has been Norris Speaks Immigration Matters, a limited podcast series where we delve into the economic, employment, and cultural realities of immigration in the Lehigh Valley and greater Pennsylvania. I want to thank my guest, Juan Martinez, and you, the listener, for being a part of this conversation. Be sure to tune in to our next broadcast for a brand new episode. And if you would like to learn more about immigration law, visit our website at www.nationalimmigrationlawyers.com.